Hello, and welcome to This is the Day Ministries podcast series. I am your host, Dr. Courtney Alexander-Harris, where I pastor at This is the Day Ministries, located at 3400 Michigan Street in New Chicago, Indiana. Today, right now, is your daily dose of the word, daily dose of encouragement for August 20th, 2022. So... Just thinking about the scriptures and just living life, I'm really encouraged to stay with the word, stay with the Lord because of just an encounter I had at the local YMCA where I'm first time coaching basketball. Shout out to all the coaches out there volunteering to help kids be active and to uh, just be a great male, strong male figure for many kids who do not have that. So congrats to you. I want you to stay in there. It can be difficult sometimes, but hey, stay in there. It's needed. Strong male figures are needed. But my disappointment today was in just experiencing the lack of allowing the children to really enjoy the game itself. There were so many rules. You can't do this. You can't do that in terms of what the kids can do in in the game um, from uh, pre-K to second and third graders. I mean, we're talking three-year-olds up to six, seven, eight-year-old players. And it was just so many restrictions. When I asked about the restrictions and why we just couldn't play under the normal rules of basketball, traditional basketball, it was said that parents complained about Um, Kids not being able to get a chance or um, fouls or or I don't know, just they they weren't happy. So what I was told was that the YMCA changed their their way they structured the program to make it more inclusive, if you will, because now the from what I was told again, the YMCA's are connected. So they all have this this rule of everybody being able to be included, which means that we have watered down the the game of basketball, and I'm sure the rest of the other sports are like that, um, but it's just the entire uh, 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 mindset of everyone getting able to, to everyone being able to participate, which, which is cool, but um, everyone... You, you can't block, you can't guard, I mean, you, you can't steal the ball. It's just like, okay, what do we do with the young children that have advanced skills? I mean, when we when we put them in these programs, we're essentially stunning their growth because we're telling them not to do what the game calls for as you improve as a player. So we're teaching them, hey, don't don't do this. Don't follow the rules here because we want everybody to be included. We don't want anybody to be felt uh, um, felt to feel as if they're being left out. Well, what you're I think you're essentially doing is taking away the natural ability to compete. We're taking away the 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 work that some children will just put in on their own because they're naturally. Um, uh, attracted to a particular sport so they're going to work harder and they're going to put put in more time than some uh, kid who's just hey 
it doesn't really matter. I'm just doing this for fun. But there are some others who are really interested, and I and I really think that we doing we're doing our children a disservice to treat them all as if everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody has to be treated fairly equally. You can't have more skill than the other, or display more skill than the other, or we're going to have to shut you down. And that was very evident in what I experienced today. There was a lot of uh, whistleblowing to stop things that are normal part of basketball. Um, a, a steal is, no, that's not allowed. So we're going to blow the whistle to stop and, and remind you that you can't steal the ball in this instance or, or that instance. And it's just, it was very frustrating for me. It was very frustrating for me. Um, so what I did after the game was over, because uh, two of my boys participate, I went to um, some of the parents on my, from my team, uh, parents of the children who are on my team, to ask them if they had um, expressed that they felt that um, there was unfairness in the game, unfairness with with the children in general as it relates to playing the sports, and they were like, no. Well, I said, well, you know, I'm new here, and I was told that the parents were complaining about the program, so we had to essentially uh, uh, restrict everything so that it, so that no one would feel left out, etc. And again, to me, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, look, we, we have to teach them the true game. We have to be honest with them in terms of, look, this is how you play the game. Okay, you're on this level, so I know you may not be able to do this, this, or that. But these are the rules of the game, and you have to learn how to to adjust or, or develop your skills within the parameters of how you play the game. So I was just thinking about that as it relates to, you know, just how we teach our children. Um, because <laughs> another thing I know they're trying to prevent is, you know, uh, blowouts or things like that. Which, which, from that perspective, you know, kids run up a 100-point scoreboard and some kids on our play and they score zero. Okay, I can understand. Maybe, you know, let's let's pull back and, you know, let's, let's give them a chance. But we're talking about, we're not talking about um, many NBA All-Stars here. We're talking about kids are pretty much on the same, pretty much on the same skill level with maybe a one or two hot shots who really are just those go, go-getter types. So it's, again... We have to teach our children. We have to teach people what the the how you play the game. You have to teach people what's necessary, what goes into it, things you have to work on, etc. So going back just to the scriptures, it, it's that is equally important for us as parents to teach our children um, what what is is necessary to be successful, and that's establishing a good foundation. See, like with the basketball, we're, we, we want to teach them these rules that aren't part of the game. And then we're going to have to go back and say, OK, well, now you can do this or don't do that anymore because this is really how you do it, which is counterproductive because it's a waste of time. We established the truth from the beginning. Then there's no need to come back and break up what you've established because you want everybody to feel included. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. If we're going to if we're going to teach our children the right way, we're going to teach them the truth from the beginning. We're not going to feed them a lie. And then when they get older, have to teach them something different so that they don't 
lose out or be left behind because of something that we taught them that was contrary to the truth. And we have to do it in a loving manner because that's how God does with us as his children, his creation. Colossians 3, 21 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So we understand that we have to, we have to discipline our children, but we, we do it in a way in a, that expresses that we love them. That expresses that we love them. Ephesians 6 and 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So if we are, if we would teach our children the word of the Lord from the get-go, from the beginning, then we we would probably find ourselves encountered with less, less of the issues that we see our children facing. The low self-esteem, lack of Lack of integrity, lack of self-worth, uh, uh, being uh, 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 in the having a conversation around depression and suicide. If we were teaching our children the word of the Lord from the beginning, we see when we start to train someone, we're, we're coming in at the entry level because they don't know. And this is how we want to raise our children up so that they understand how to go out into the world and respond with the correct point of view, which is a biblical world view, which is God's point of view, because God is the creator of heavens and earth. He is the beginning. So we want to establish our our how we see the world through how God designed it to function and us to function within it. Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy, last couple of scriptures here. Deuteronomy chapter six says, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. Amen. So it's, it's this constant um, uh, 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 talking and discussing of the word with our children, with our families. And ju- this is not just for children. If, if you recently become or, or if you are, uh, don't know the Lord and you get saved, you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn what God has established for your life. So it's like you're starting from zero because you, if you've been in the world and then you come to Christ, your, your, your vantage point of how you looked at the world has been looking at it through eyes and, and, and perspectives of the world, which is all worldly, which is selfishly and, and fleshly based. Right. We, we can't look at the world through that lens and respond to the world through that lens because we are to walk by the spirit. We're supposed to conduct our lives being led by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. So when we do that, we will be able to respond to whatever comes our way and have peace because we have the victory. Amen. So don't be discouraged and don't allow yourself to be pushed into this selfish, self-centered, make everybody feel good about um, what we're doing, even if it doesn't make sense type of mentality, because we don't want to offend anyone type of mentality world that we find ourselves in. Stand on the truth. Stand on what God has established and has said in his word. Amen. That will never change. And guess what? Unfortunately, it's not unfortunately, but 
the it's it's what it is. When you choose to stand on the the word of the Lord, you aren't aren't going to be popular. You you aren't going to be popular because the world really doesn't want anything to do with anything that has to do with holiness. The world doesn't want to do anything that has to do with with the Lord, with God, with with being obedient to God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Because it's not it's not that's not going to allow you to be selfish. And this world wants you to be selfish. That's that's pretty much it nuts and bolts that the world is only in it to do what will please itself that's what the world and all the thing that the, all of the things that the world has to offer wants you to do please yourself so stay in there <laughs> if you if i encourage you to find find a way to to put to infuse scripture into every avenue of your life and i, I guarantee you you have more peace because really what i found is that the more I look at everything through the lens of scripture, the more I feel sorry for the people who don't know, who don't have the Lord as the head of their life. Because I know that the road that they're on is going nowhere. It's a dead end. It's a dead end. Amen. Be encouraged if you're if you're a dad um, or just a, 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 a good guy who loves the Lord. And you're just trying to help out. Absolutely do that. But make sure you allow your light to shine. And be honest. Don't allow the world in any of these worldly programs to overshadow what you know God has established. You can't. You can't do that. If that means that you're going to be dismissed or fired or put out, then you have to be okay with that. Because you cannot compromise on the word. Amen. This has been your daily dose of encouragement and the word with This Is The Day Ministries podcast series. God bless you until tomorrow.